Good Monday morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. You know, I was thinking today, as I was getting ready to record this, I've probably done part of what I'm going to do today, but I'm not sure I've done it in full. Uh, Some of you know this, but it's always a good reminder. So I've entitled today's episode, Can I Get a Witness? And today, uh, I'm going to try to give you a witness. I want to share my testimony about how God brought me to himself. And so, Probably throughout the last, uh, you know, a few months as I've done uh, episodes, um, I'm sure there's some that I've kind of, uh, they dovetail together a little bit. So I, pro- I know I've shared pieces of this, but I'm not sure the whole thing. So let me start uh, at the very beginning, um, because I think it's important. When my mother and father got pregnant with me in 1978, uh, there was a really bad blizzard. You can go back and look at it or across most of the country, especially the Northeast and the Midwest. And uh, my mom had what was called rubella uh, with me. And back then, they didn't have injections like they do today to take care of the issue. And so I was supposed to be born without a few fingers, toes, uh, maybe with some mental issues, which my parents still sometimes think I have to this day. Ha ha. (laughs) But by the grace of God, uh, that was kind of part of my name, Jonathan, God's gracious gift. Uh, God was gracious. And when I was born, uh, my dad counted all my toes to my mom and I had 10 toes, five on the right foot, five on the left, and five fingers, and two ears, and so on. And so God was very gracious. And so little did I know, but that was the start of of God bringing me uh, to salvation in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I was homeschooled my whole life. My parents uh, taught me at home, graduated there. Uh, My mom did most of it. I was probably a major thorn in her side, but she was a real blessing to me. So I knew the gospel from a young age, uh, the gospel being simply that we are sinners, that God is holy and righteous and does not sin and must judge our sin. And so either we will take the punishment of that in hell uh, because God is just and because we are sinners, or Jesus Christ will be our substitute. And I understood that at a young age. In fact, I prayed a prayer when I was four years old and for a long time, thought that that's when I trusted Jesus, and, and it's possible. I'm one of those, to be honest with you, I don't know the exact day or the moment. I just know when it became real to me. And so I kind of lived my life as a Christian, thought I was a Christian. Maybe I was. Uh, you know, for the most part, I was a pretty good kid, did bad things like everybody else did. I lied. I stole a few things. The list goes on. Um, but for the most part, kind of walked the line. And got to be about uh, 15, 16, and and started to realize that it was time to get a little more serious about this. And saw certain people in my sphere that uh, we would probably call hypocrites. Uh, We've all been there, right? Um, That they, you know, said they were Christians, but their life didn't really match it. And other people that they didn't say a whole lot, but their life looked like a Christian. And so... You know, the more I kind of processed it, I was like, I'd rather be one of those that lives it. um, And I'd like to say it too, but I'd rather live it and then say it than say it and not live it. And so I got to be about 17. Uh, I remember being in my room, uh, reading the book of Psalms and God just laying out my whole life before me. I had been fighting him uh, on my call uh, since I was at a young age, about everybody I knew that had a ministry in my life would say I was going to be a pastor. And I hated it, just to be honest with you. In fact, some of you listen to this, maybe some of my mentors and my teachers. And I just hated it. I didn't want to do that. I was going to go be a soccer superstar or whatever. 
Um, and so God just kind of broke me that day when I was 17. I don't know what Psalm it was I was reading, but it was like God just painted this picture that I could go my own way, but he was going to bring me back. I could surrender or I could go the hard way. And I surrendered that day. And as I look back now in my 40s, I it was somewhere between when I was four and that day that I became a Christian. Maybe it was that day. I don't know. But that day, I finally and fully understood that Jesus Christ was my Savior from sin, that He was my Lord, that He was my Master, and that He was calling the shots, and that I wasn't His co-pilot. He was the pilot of the plane, and I was just hanging on by faith, as the Bible teaches. So I was later that summer, I was baptized, not having anything to do with saving me, because baptism is just water, right? But it's a picture of what God had done in my heart, that God had regenerated me, that he had made me new, as Jesus says, that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born again, that I had been reborn from the inside out. And things started to change in my life. My my goals and aspirations, my loves, some of the idols I had in my life uh, started to become a little more pronounced. And uh, there started to be uh, conviction of sin when there hadn't been before that. So anyway, that, that, that kind of is my sort of, can I get a witness? That's sort of my testimony about how I came to faith in Jesus. Now, now one thing I have to tell you that, um, that I think is really important is I am telling you this from the time I'm 43 years old, but if you had asked me when I was 23 years old, I would have told you that I became a Christian when I was four and rededicated my life when I was 17. And it was actually here at this church uh, when I was getting ready to be ordained for the gospel ministry so I can uh, marry people and, um, you know, try to, um, you know, do some of the other things a pastor has to do that as, as I started looking back over my life, God really convicted me that um, maybe when I was four, my call to salvation started. But um, it was somewhere between then and when I was 17 that it was nailed down, that as the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. And before that, Paul will remind us that, you know, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And so, you know, uh, I knew that, but I'm not sure I really understood that what that means when we're dead in our trespasses and sins is that, you know, and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't really understand that, or maybe you've never you don't know what it means to be born again or to be regenerate, where, where God awakens you. And, and, and not only do you place faith in him, but he gives you faith to be able to do that. Um, if you don't understand those things, you know, there, there's two words, friend, I would just encourage you. You know, we're dead. Dead people don't make decisions. Um, and when we're dead in our sins, God has to open our eyes. We see it in the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts chapter 9. And I saw it in my own life. And and I think that's what really came to me when I was 17 years old was, I don't know that I understood it all, but I started to understand the fact that I was not master of my own fate. It doesn't mean that I'm a zombie or you're a zombie. No, of course not. You know, we have to make decisions. I have a will and so do you. But my will, I, I started to understand, was bent towards sin. And I needed someone to change my will and to change me. And that someone wasn't me. It wasn't my parents. It wasn't going to be my wife. It wasn't going to be my my dreams. It was going to be God himself. And so hopefully this is making sense. But when I was about 20, 27, 28 years old, it finally all came to me that 
Somewhere, I think around 15 to 17 years old was when I understood that Jonathan Jones was a wicked man. The Bible says our hearts are deceitful above all else. Who can know it? And, you know, you might say, well, you don't sound like a wicked guy. Well, you know, I've never, I've never murdered anybody or, you know, broken in a bank and stolen something or things like that. No, but the Bible says that if we sin against God, we are wicked people. And, and the Bible tells us that our hearts are so deceitful, we can't even know it. And there's been a journey for me the last about 25 years in realizing in my own life, like just how bad I really could be, um, even as a Christian, let alone without the Holy Spirit in my life. And so when I was 28 years old and writing uh, my testimony out, um, I had to stand before this church um, and I shared for the first time that I didn't think that I became a Christian when I was four years old, that it was somewhere along the line between four and 17. And for me, you might say, well, so what's the big deal? Well, that was a seminal moment because I had always looked back at when I was four and had prayed this prayer. And the more I studied the scriptures, the more I came to realize you don't have to pray a prayer to be a Christian. Yeah, you can. Maybe some of you have. But none of the apostles did that. I don't think we see a prayer anywhere in Scripture where someone says, I'm going to uh, admit that I'm a sinner and trust in Jesus now. No. The Bible says it's by grace through faith in Christ alone. Um, it's not by works of righteousness we have done. It's by His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Ghost. And so if you did pray a prayer to trust in Christ, awesome. I'm not minimizing that at all. But our, our hope should not be in our prayer. Our hope is in Christ. And I think that's what God started to really uh, push in me as a, as a young pastor in my late 20s that maybe I had put my hope in some ways in something I had done, in a prayer I had said, and not in the one to whom I was saying the prayer to. And so that, that's why, you know, one of my favorite verses um, is Romans 10, 9, and 10, which says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the mouth one makes confession of the salvation, and with the heart one believes into righteousness. And so, friend, there needs to be a heart belief and a mouth confession. And I believe, uh, as much as I know with all my heart, that God did that work in me. And I pray that's true of you. And my hope and prayer on this Monday was just to encourage you, uh, to give you a witness and uh, to encourage you to maybe share your testimony. Uh, I'd love to hear yours, uh, whether it's uh, on voice or you send me an email um, and share it with someone else. You know, the Christmas season is a hard time for a lot of people. And uh, so what a great time for us to be a witness and share about what Christ has done in our lives. Hope it's an encouragement for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. Have a great day.